0: Nicodemus said to him, how can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? In the name of the one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Well, this idea of being born again has been at the center of my thoughts front and center for the last few months. I ran into a friend from seminary this past weekend at diocesan council and I was sharing this very thought with her that passages from scriptures which speak of birthing, and being born again have come to hold great meaning for me these past few weeks. I recounted to her how when Jesus refers to birth pangs, birth cries, and labor pains in the Gospels, usually those are in reference to the end times, but in recent days they've stirred great meaning in my heart in a new and intriguing way. I say that even as a mother who's given birth three times, the last two births with no medicine to lessen pain, remembering, though, in a new way, the great struggle that ensues when new life emerges. It's a searing and difficult struggle, messy and unbelievably raw an experience she doesn't forget, no matter how far removed she might be. So with feminine images so present in my mind, I find it delightfully ironic that we are greeted by a man named Nicodemus. Not just a regular man, but a Pharisee. A religious leader who propels these feminine images forward for me by asking Jesus a question about being born again. It's interesting, Nicodemus came to Jesus undercover, it was nighttime and addressed Jesus in much the same manner Jesus' own disciples addressed him. Nicodemus calls Jesus rabbi, a name that implies intimacy and knowing, which makes me wonder if Nicodemus had watched Jesus, sat in his presence in the temple, crossed paths in some significant manner, or perhaps even engaged him in theological discourse. Nicodemus calls Jesus rabbi, which means teacher, which implies Nicodemus was a student. And he also does something so curious that I would venture to say most Pharisees would never do. He acknowledged that Jesus has come from God by saying, no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. So since they were now on the subject of God, Nicodemus and Jesus, Jesus looks to Nicodemus and says, you cannot see the kingdom of God without being born from above. And then with courageous abandon, Nicodemus asked the question that many of us might ask or perhaps have asked. But Jesus, How can a person be born after I've grown up? It's not possible to enter my mother's womb again and be born again. Is it? Well, this is exactly the question, and this is where the gospel hits home for me, and maybe for you. I would venture to say there's not a single person in this room who at one point in your life where you wished you could start over. You don't have to show your hands, but I'll show mine, Yeah. Oh man, yes, I do. Perhaps not literally go back into your mother's womb, that's a little bit far-reaching, but maybe rewrite part of your story. Make a different decision. Choose a bit more wisely. Go a little bit more slowly. Maybe? Anybody? (laughs) And for most, I would say that often these decisions seemed right in the moment. They seemed right at the time. Perhaps even God's will. But for others, I would venture to say, it just felt good. It just felt good, and I'm going with it, and I'm going to do this. Well, but then fast forward to the present day, here we are, and perhaps those decisions made so confidently then haven't really panned out the way you might have hoped or thought. And like a tangled web, you can't break free, you're caught in it. You can't break loose, it's burdensome, it's heavy, it's now a weight. And then there are folks like me. Perhaps this is where you find yourself. When life circumstances change so dramatically, the kind of change that stops you dead in your tracks that perhaps even might feel like death, where there's absolutely no control left on your own account. And when you begin to measure days by the ability to just get out of bed and put one foot in front of the other, that is when I was forced to begin to think about what it means to start over, to be born again. So regardless of how or why you got here, you're here. You're here at the precipice of starting over, or maybe wanting to be birthed again, of wanting new life, of wanting something more to life, dare I say, abundance and joy in life. And what I would say is don't wish to be anywhere else except here. This is a holy place to be, this part of life where you're invited to start over. Regardless of how unholy or how scary it may feel, you, my friends, are on a sacred path. Even though you might feel as though you've been half covered in darkness and so your world has felt really, really small, Perhaps you've lost all sense of who you are. You don't even know who you are anymore. But you want to find yourself again. You want to get back there, wherever there is, to who you really are. And so the question rises up. The courageous and brave question that Nicodemus asked, how? How, Jesus, how do I do this? How? And this is where I think our friend Nicodemus enters into sacred scripture at the most perfect place. And perhaps it's one of the reasons this story is included in scripture, in our biblical narrative. Maybe our friend Nicodemus has been going about life, doing what he thought was so good, so holy, and so right. But then he encounters a man named Jesus who makes him think otherwise. He stops dead in his tracks. He watches Jesus closely, and he sees that, man, he's different. And so he begins to question his own intentions and choices that he's made in life. And it makes him realize that he, too, wants to change. He wants to start over. He wants to be born again. And he has one of those moments in life where perhaps if you've had one or if you haven't had one, it's coming, I guarantee you, and you realize it's now or never. You have to move. And so he bravely tells Jesus this, I want more. I want a do-over. I came at night. But I don't want to keep doing this. I don't want to sneak around in secret anymore, that I might just get caught. I don't want to live this way anymore. And so, Jesus, in his Jesus way, opens up in a pastoral way and he offers one of the most theologically rich interactions, offering for all humanity's sake a gift. He says, Nicodemus, whose name poignantly means victor for all people. Can you believe that? He says to this man, victor for all people, this is your answer to freedom. For God so loved the world, every single person that he gave his only son, that everyone who believes in him will have life eternal. In other words, freedom, abundant life, life that leads to new birth, a new beginning born out of love and given to all those who desire more, perfect freedom. And so maybe today you find yourself in the space where you recognize the need for change in your life, like Nicodemus, asking and desiring for nothing more than to be birthed anew, to bravely face what that means, mainly... To no longer avoid the pains of labor, which are the avenue for new life. And instead, recognizing them as God giving birth to something new inside of you. It's not pain for pain's sake, it means something. I can attest that giving birth is like dying. Unbearable, searing pain, so intense, where you actually feel as though your life is slipping from you. But you keep pushing because you know that new life will be present on the other side. So you say to yourself, one more breath, (laughs) one more bush, You look to those who are with you, standing with you, holding your hand, cheering you on for encouragement. You say a prayer for strength, and you trust that your laboring is not in vain. And so I say this morning, no matter how old you are, Or how young you are, you're here. And if your heart is stirring, if you're sitting on the edge of your seat, if your mind is kind of blowing up, that means you are desiring new life. And that is a good thing courageously desiring to face whatever that might mean, even if it means reorienting yourself with others and the world in a new way, all I can say is if you're here, you know it, and you're not alone. I'm here with you too. So I will say to you what I say to myself. One more step, one more push. If you desire change, if you want to be birthed again, and if you know that the pains you carry have to mean more, like Nicodemus asked the dadgum question, what must I do to be born again? But then sit back and let the words of Jesus wash over you. God loved you so much that he sent his son, a man named Jesus, to give you life. Not just everyday boring rote life or life that is unbelievably hard and too painful that you don't want to face it. No, abundant life, eternal life, perfect, perfect freedom. Your pain means more. Your desire for change is it's God-given. Birthed within you, pure gift. So whatever change you have to make, make it. Face what you need to face courageously, knowing that you're in a room with other people doing the same thing. You're not alone. Enter the space you've been avoiding. Oh, we all have it. I know I've got mine. I know you've got yours. Enter it. maybe a little bit more tender and close to your heart, is confront the pain that you carry. Say, I don't want you to be my best friend forever. I don't want pain to be my constant companion. I'm ready to let you go. But again, I will say, you guys, we are a family. You're not doing it alone. You're so very loved, fiercely by a priest, fiercely by your creator who wants nothing more than to offer you eternal, abundant, overflowing, Goodness, which is
1: life. Amen. May the Lord, mighty Lord, bless and keep you forever. Granting peace. Peace, courage in every Peace of God, which
0: passeth all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ. In the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost be amongst you and remain with you this day and always. Amen. Amen.